Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. What is that? The future of radio, you jabronis. Coming to you from Fabulous Studio B Plus in Bradenton, Florida, it's New Jabroni Pro Wrestling with me, Daniel Salorzno, and Bonesaw Ryan Rudnick. Oh yeah! And after just an entire trail of just curses, we finally go through the Forbidden Door. Dude, what, what, did, what did you... Just one sentence, what do you think about Forbidden Door? It was a lot of fun, but it wasn't... But I expected a little bit more love. I expected one takeaway for New Japan, and I didn't, they didn't really get anything. So I was kind of, I was, I was a little crestfallen on that. It didn't, not that it makes me upset. This is a really long sentence, by the way. <laughs> but I, I, it was a lot of fun. But I was a little disappointed that New Japan didn't win a win, win a title. Yeah, uh, that, un, unfortunate. Yeah, sure. We're. You know? I don't know what they would have done. I mean, our, I guess the, the, I think the Ring of Honor titles were just sitting there waiting for, for to be taken. Like that would have been an easy. That'd have been an easy one. Yeah, I I I think I think you would have thought that that would have would have happened, and then you know, Daxi goes off with with an injury, and I was like, uh, this is surely a fake injury. But at this oh, point, nothing 100%. would surprise me. That's also true. That is that is true. Because we at at one point, what, like what what were all the like a lot of the matches that we were supposed to have? Like the the main event got derailed because it was supposed to be CM yeah, Punk yeah. and Tanahashi. Yeah, messed up before it even started. Um, Hiromu and Hikaleo got dropped. From yes, because their eight man tag. Yeah, Hiromu had a fever, so he so he <laughs> couldn't go. At least, at least the uh, was Hikaleo uh, out in any other way, or was he just the cut to make it even? Because it would have been perfectly balanced. No, cursing. no, he came, he came out. He came out with them, and they immediately had to like start beating Hikaleo down with a chair. Ah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that okay. that was a you. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, quick, quickly evening the odds. Yeah, yeah. Oh, are are you asking uh, if Bullet Club, you know? Uh, had one of the other team members' men go down. They're like, you know what? In the interest of fairness, we'll keep our guy backstage. If that's the, the question you're asking, the answer well, is no. I feel I feel like we don't. We still work under the pretense that there's this grand governing IWGP body that is, uh, you know, upstanding people to properly regulate this this <laughs> com- competitive endeavor. Oh boy! What I, else did we lose? We lost uh, who? Despi was supposed to have a partner, wasn't he? Or was he supposed to be with Kanemaru? Uh, De- Despi and Kanemaru had a match on the yeah yeah show. But was it was it supposed to be Despi and Kanemaru I, I could have sworn that Kanemaru was a late sub or maybe I was maybe I was just mistaken I you you could be you could be yeah, right it's, I'm probably wrong I I I feel like Lance Archer was also supposed to be in something else and then they ended up throwing him on the on the pre show yeah he was supposed to be somewhere else yeah then he got that singles match with uh Camarado. Com- but yeah, I don't think that's supposed to be the case. It's supposed to be just three pre-show matches uh, when I last oh, checked the card. Oh, oh yeah, we uh, we lost we lost Ishii. He oh, was yep, he yep. was supposed like that was supposed to be Ishii and and Miro, and then I feel like that wasn't supposed to initially be a four man match, and then it was, and that's yeah. you know like okay, fine. 
And and you know to to catch up because we didn't uh, we never <laughs> we never covered the final of Best of Super Junior. We covered a lot of stuff. And and we didn't do Dominion last time. No, Hiromu Hiromu won. Big big surprise. The match was yeah. decent. Yeah, it's was, I've, I've seen that match. I would have liked to have seen that match with Hiromu winning it, but or I'm sorry, sorry, we did see the match with Hiromu winning it. <laughs> I like to see the match with Desperado winning it, but you know what are you gonna do? Yeah, Just and to be disappointed. And of course, at Dominion, Jay White became the champion after Bullet Club mercilessly beat down Okada at at the end. I mean, not after that that happened afterwards, but <laughs> that's a uh, that's about all we uh, all we missed there. Just uh, we got busy. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, Ace Austin and Bullet Club was that was that that was the before the finals, right? That was so we did cover that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we're we're it's we're most important thing in the world to me. We're we're caught up now, and I'm sure you know. While one of us is taking a big old moment to uh, talk here, we can take a cursory look at the uh, Wikipedia page, and then you know, see what other what other things we we did <laughs> for news and content up. Oh, look at that! I'm gonna be, just be talking for a couple minutes here. For news and content updates, be sure to follow us on Instagram at JU Wrestling and, of course, at JabroniUWrestling.com. If you want merch, head over to our Threadless store at JabroniU.Threadless.com. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen, and remember to give us that sweet Dave Meltzer five-star, or, you know, give us the seven-star, if that's, if, whatever the highest star amount is, give us that. Uh, rating, bookmark us on Instagram, or tell us how you feel directly at JabroniUWrestling at gmail.com. You cowards have been hiding. Either that or all your emails have been going into the junk. It's certainly not that you're not replying. Maybe they're just writing junk. I have I have people I have people talk to me about the show all the time and I, I just start going, tell it to the email. I'm not <laughs> I don't give a shit about your opinion that you're that you took the time out of your day to text me. Tell it to the fucking email and then I'll address it all you want to. Sons of bitches. Yeah. We we prefer a, a slower mode of communication. If you're not one of our terrible friends or acquaintances and want to uh, support our show and you have any uh, you know questions, good or bad, email us at jabroniuwrestling at gmail.com. We'll, we'll be nice to you. But if we but if we know if we know you already, you don't you don't get that luxury. Then you already know we don't like you. No. I mean I'll I'll be nice to you if you're someone I know who hasn't come up to me to be like, hey, I had a question about the show, or I had a comment about the show. You tell it to the email. Talk to the hands. Okay, so my my first thing about this show s- summed it up when I was just in the middle of watching. I I don't know what match. It was just sort of in the in the middle of the night, and I was like, man, this is so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's exactly that. That's exactly what it was. I didn't capture it properly by saying it was fun, but it was like one of those nights of like. It's one of those nights you look forward to it, and in the moment you're like, "This is a lot of fun," and I'm I'm happy that this ended up exactly as it did, even though it was cursed. But this is just delightful in the way it should be, at least every once in a while, where it's just a celebration. It felt like of of wrestling. Yes, it was. I I was so I was so glad that Kevin Kelly was on the commentary team. Yes, I was wondering what they were going to do with him, and that was it was wonderful. And Him and Excalibur and Taz was 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 a good little combo for for a while there, and then Tony and Jerry had to come and muck it all up. Uh, like, uh, 
it kevin kelly brings like so much to to the table it, it's you know we're we're used to him being the main the main guy announcing mm-hmm. all right and then how however they decided it kevin kelly is like i'm just gonna have all the fucking facts for all the new japan guys mm-hmm. ready ready to fucking rock and i'll call yep. commentary on something if i know it's if i know it's a big move right like every, every time he spoke he just added so much to the fucking proceedings oh yeah if, if he hadn't been there then the then the aw centric folk would have would have been just lost and it would have been so much harder to appreciate i mean obviously the guy's uh skills were on full display but to be able to to know the the significance of the moves and also you gotta, you gotta know what they're called it makes it more fun and uh kevin kelly was there to deliver and it's good hearing him with somebody because like uh with chris it's not a lot of like banter and back and forth they they don't fill a lot of the space mm-hmm. which is nice they let it breathe i like that um but AEW style they talk a little bit more so having people like bounce off of kevin a little bit more which i thought taz was doing and, and excalibur where it was doing pretty well and it, it was it was nice to hear him like constantly interacting with somebody. Yeah, and I and I imagine a lot of uh, being able to let things breathe in New Japan is like you only have two guys talking. It's a little it's a little mm-hmm. easier to go. But yeah, I, I would say American style wrestling like they're, they're, like someone is constantly constantly talking. Yeah. Um. I. Yeah, just Jim Ross just annoyed me. <laughs> there was one where Kevin was do I, I it was I think it was Okada I think he was talking oh, he was talking about how Okada likes to do the dive over the the railing and he was setting it up for it to happen and Kevin started talking about, and, and, and just Jr just stomped all over him it was just like ah it doesn't matter Kevin like he said something to the extent of just like it's time to shut up now Kevin yeah no one cares you, about that it's, it's like what the fuck part part of that is uh, supremely funny to me in in the way that you know the first. The first thing that Kevin said when JRK, he's like, hey, it's my old boss coming to the table. And it's like, it's like funny. And then, yeah, you know, JR, it's, it's, I feel like JR lives inside of a bubble and anything Mm -hmm. extraneous to that bubble is, you know, like, I feel like Kevin Kelly did a lot of his homework before going in there. JR is yeah. like, I'm JR and I have a million years of experience and I'm just going to mm-hmm. go in there and talk. And to be JR. And that's fine except you know what? I'm just going to say it's not it's not fine. Like I feel like the other commentary guys sort of dance circles around Yeah, him. if he was if he was still at the height of his powers at the the top of his game then yeah, some peak JR could probably go in and and keep us entertained without having to do the research, but na- this JR needs to be prepared. You know what they should make JR do is they they should be like Excalibur's off the team. You're your lead commentary. You have to call you have to call all the moves. Like make <laughs> him do that for a couple months and yeah. then like I bet we see JR in a in a much better spot than yeah. you know being being color commentary cuz I just I I think he's way better at doing at least my experience of him is mm-hmm. that he's better at doing that than you know just being off to the to the side, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't add to the proceedings, which is like what I was saying with Kevin Kelly. Totally, totally mm. adds to the proceedings, mm. and it's just like Jim Jim Ross and yeah, even Taz to a lesser extent. I just feel like he, like those two, couldn't keep up with Kevin and Excalibur. Yeah, yeah, Ta- yeah. Excalibur do- does a decent job. I I do laugh sometimes at his role because it does feel like. They put all the weight on him, and, and Jr. and Tony are just sitting there, like with their feet up on the desks, just kind of, <laughs> kind of calling moves and playing on their phones. 
while Excalibur is here just like fucking sweating and shuffling through papers, getting the live reads done. I, I'd really, I'd really like to know what that co- that conversation. And like, I, I didn't realize how good Kevin Kelly was until I got to see him take a back seat to to someone. And like, man, he's mm-hmm. there, there's there's a reason why he's constantly winning the uh, Mauro Ronaldo uh, <laughs> Announcer of the Year award for at, here here at Jabruni. You podcasting, you know? Yeah. Hopefully this gave the uh, the American fans a, a taste of, of true commentary greatness. It's been a while since they've heard it. And so and so that that was that was great. Like the the whole the whole night got off to a really good start. Like even even with 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 the opening stuff. So the the first match with a uh, with a uh, Bishamon, you know, Goto and Yoshihashi mm. versus Aaron Solo and QT Marshall. That that crowd did such a good job of making <laughs> Goto and Yoshihashi feel like they were a big deal, yeah. and then unfortunately they only wrestled a so-so match. Mm-hmm. They hit their they hit their finisher, and it looked nice. Good enough. <laughs> yeah, and you know if like if you told me that they worked that match without any prior planning whatsoever, like I would mm-hmm. I would believe it. And and that's that's okay. Like everyone's like, this whole night's gonna be so good. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, we're seeing we're seeing Yoshihashi in America. It's like we're we're all we're already winners. Yeah, you know. Whereas, and I'm you know I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead. Uh, even even though I know I'm skipping ahead of the Lance Archer match, Lance Archer came out and won like we all knew he was going to, and Lance Archer was great. I baby. Do Do you have anything else to add to that equation? Nope. You said you said enough. Yeah, nope, moving on. <laughs> Who would have thought that in a match with Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland that Kanemaru and Desperado were going to put in the most competent tag team work I've ever seen them put forth in their whole like that match was way better than it had any business being on on the pre-show like Mm-hmm. Despi and Kanemaru were like I've never seen them work a tag match that good. Like it was insane. I've never seen them work that well together. I don't have a, I don't have a ton to think of because I really never watched. I, I missed out when they were uh, junior champs. I, I kind of wasn't paying super attention to to them at the time, so I don't have a lot to compare. But that, it was a great match. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't expect that, and that was one of those things like you were saying. I like, just watched them like, yeah, this is gonna be a great night. I I mean like that who who would think in a match with those four people that Keith Lee would have you know been the the, the weakest offering in the match in, in my opinion um hmm. but uh, but I mean he was he was there to eat a lot of their assault and then you know I ultimately end up pinning them or whatever right. um, and of course Ed, I love I love Keith Lee he's so mm-hmm. strong it's ridiculous just they they do all the strong stuff but at, at the expense of like and honestly, part of why that match worked so well was, you know, Desperado and Kanemaru were just going after Keith Lee's fucking mm-hmm. knees. Mm-hmm. And in, and in such a good, like, they were constantly, like, keep, like keeping the player, like, I don't know if, if Kanemaru, or, like, if Desperado's like, hey, man, like, let's blow this one out of the water or what, mm-hmm. but, like, I haven't seen them operate on that level, like, ever, I don't think. So, I, I just, I fucking... I loved, I loved that match. 
it was it was my favorite offering yeah. on the uh, on on the pre-show. <laughs> Until of course Max Caster came out. <laughs> I need to go back and listen to his rap. I forgot. I I, I was putting we were starting to put Finn to bed at that point. Oh, so I man. missed the beginning of it, and I got back down. For, for, I missed. I gotta listen to it. It's 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 so it's so funny. He just rips on them. He just rips on them for being L.A. Dojo boys and being Shibata's bitch, basically. Oh it's... man, yeah, I only made it back for a uh, scissor me ass daddy. <laughs> I love that. It's 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 so it's so dumb. It, it is, is so, so dumb. dumb. I love it. it it's so great. Mm-hmm. And it's the key to any good tag team, just have something that you could recite and the, the crowd could say it with you. Worked for Enzo and Cass. Worked for the Outlaws. Yeah, it's working for the acclaimed. Yeah, well, I mean, you got you got the ass man at the at the head of that faction. He he knows he knows he knows what works. <laughs> so they they take on Uemura and uh, Coglin, the DKC, and Kevin Knight. A- Alex Coglin has an excellent mustache. He does, and also really excellent good. muscles. Mm. They and make a good vaudevillain. Yeah, he'd for for sure. <laughs> That's cool. So we we move on, and this was uh, uh this uh, Laura goes. Chris Jericho's coming out right at the start of the night, so it's like she's learning. <laughs> <laughs> that that is that is an appropriate response. Chris Jericho's coming out first. I was like, I was like, all these matches have higher stakes than this, mm-hmm. but you know. Being being the the curtain jerker is not a bad a bad thing on a show being of this first caliber. Is, yeah, being first is also a very a very good place. Yeah, to be and 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 an important place because it sets it sets the tone for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got to get everybody pumped. And oh god, I they had Suzuki on their team for for no reason other than Suzuki. <laughs> yes, yeah. Bas- basically, yeah. Another another chance to beat up Shota. It's been a while. <laughs> Yeah, not, and and not and not to mention, and I think everyone in that arena was thinking this. You're gonna, you're gonna get to see uh, Suzuki and Eddie Kingston pound on each other, which is yes. ultimately like that's you see those two guys across the aisle from one another. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be violent. It's, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Shooter boy, he looked like a fucking star, like a fucking yeah. rock star. I hadn't I I hadn't seen it so much before in the small bits I've seen him since he left. But me this, either. This match was great for him, and when he almost got the win when he had Jericho in the crab, I'm like, this would be amazing, and it would make sense, and it would be perfect, and he should get the win, and he didn't, and I was really disappointed. Yeah, was... he was looking he was looking good, and the crowd was behind him. Like, dude's got something. <laughs> he. Did. He fucking looks like he looked like young Tanahashi, man. He does. He does. It's, it's good. He, I mean, he even, he fucking looks like he just got he's got that he's got that build and like mm-hmm. man like good that crowd that you know that that crowd was responding well to him. Uh, he was su- surprisingly one of the standouts in in that match. I mean, I guess yeah. we sh- I guess we shouldn't be surprised, but man, with with all the stuff that was. With all the star power that was mm-hmm. that was in that ring, you know, it's like, oh man, Suzuki's in this ring. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Sammy's in the ring. Chris yeah. Jericho's in the ring. <laughs> yeah, but that I, like literally that moment where he almost where he had the chance to win, like I think that inflamed my passions more than any other part of this whole night. Like, which was really unexpected for me. 
Yeah, and I, I don't. That was probably at the point where I was like, "This is so fucking cool. This is mm. so cool that this is." Oh, I definitely said it after that. <laughs> yeah, no, no win, unfortunately. But there was, uh, the winning team receives a man advantage of blood and guts. So good, good for the Jericho Appreciation Society. I guess it's gonna be that much more when they have to. <laughs> Face the Blackpool so, Country Club. So does that mean, does that mean there, there's one man of extra guts? Or is there one man down of guts? Are we losing guts by having a one-man advantage? I, I, or is I, an addi- I, this is an additional man, thus more blood and guts. Th- that's what I would have thought. But there's... Who's... Because Daniels is not going to be there, but you know, Claudio's going to replace him. So it, it's him and... But also, isn't Eddie Kingston on on their team too? And uh, proud, proud, and powerful. I I don't know. I can't keep it. I can't keep it straight. There's yeah. There's a that, lot. Of, all, there, there were a lot of humans in the ring at the end there. <laughs> yeah. Uh. They, you know they they like doing that sloppy everyone comes out thing a little too often for my liking, especially because Jericho Appreciation Society usually comes out and they lay waste to everyone. And then all I, you know, I'm always just constantly thinking like, save me, Tanahashi, or just, just <laughs> anyone. And no one ever comes. Yeah. No one ever comes to stop them. Yeah. It, I, that was the one moment where I, I shook my head. I'm like, man, that's some, we're trying, we're here trying to impress the New Japan fans that are coming over to taste, uh, taste some AEW candy. And we're giving them some WWE shit. Like, that was weak. It was such a bad ending. Yeah. Claudio comes in and scares off like twelve guys at one. Like, none of this makes any sense. Yeah, it's. I just I I don't know this. So I I I said I said this to you. It it didn't feel it didn't feel right that Kenny Omega wasn't there. Not even at all. Not even a little. Like I thought he would run out at the end and scare some people, and then you know, mm-hmm. like. Not Claudio again, and yeah, then also it's like face okay, up with well, Okada, anything like literally anything. Come out at the very beginning and just welcome us to Forbidden Door, and then go away. Anything, right? It's oh man, it's just didn't feel didn't feel right. No, but it but it, it but it still was pretty good. So oh yeah, not take. I mean, it, it took away a little bit, sure, but you know, you took a took a little bit away from a very large pile of of an excellent night. Oh yeah, that, like four and a half hours. And, and that—that's right. We also lost Danielson. <laughs> yes, big, big one there. Some, somehow we, somehow we forgot to mention Danielson not not I'll, being in the mix. Although I was not—I mean, as much as I would happily watch him versus Zack Saber Jr. happily, like I, that that one that one kind of felt like a a, a rung below where where we should be putting him as far as like the these cool dream matches should go. Needs to be fighting Okada. <laughs> or yeah, J.Y. I mean, he... He he got a he got a special singles match. You know, there were only two matches after him. So, I mean, he's as high up the card as he could good, possibly have been. Good spot. Singles match. Super cool. But, like, he needs to be up against the, the, the tier one, the S tier of the New Japan guys. Like, Zack Sabre Jr.'s tier one. He's not S tier. Yeah, he's, he's A. He hasn't quite broken you through. You don't think there Zach Saber Jr.'s S tier in New, New Japan? Has he held the has he held the belt? Alright, you and your facts. I mean, I'm sure he's held it in his hands at some <laughs> point. 
That's a taste of me and my facts. Yeah, okay. Okay. So so Red Shoes is S tier. <laughs> Marty Sami's S tier. Oh God. Gato. <laughs> that little that little kid in the crowd that went to the beat and greet before the show. That that plastic stand. You that you know the one I'm talking the about. The one that's the Zemus. The the one wearing the Togi Makabe chains. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mo- moving, moving on. Uh, ma- match of gold. The the three the three way match. I felt like they had a lot of these multi multi matches mm-hmm. as a sort of a convenient way to be like to help save face in some situations. Because yeah, yeah. Nobody has to look bad if you don't want to. Yeah, you know, un- unless unless they do, because man, I kind of wish Tanahashi would have won. I mean, I very I very wish Tanahashi would have won. It didn't yeah. it didn't make any sense. I know that the the G1 coming up makes it messy. If it wasn't for the G1 and Tanahashi being occupied, like it could have been pretty cool. But having him carry have him carry it through the G1 and then you get then we get to build up maybe some weird title shots over there and his uh it, is he in the monster block with all the giant people, or is that Okada? Somebody, one of yeah, those o- is a giant o- block. Yeah, Okada's in the in the monster block. Oh, okay. The uh, but I'm sure Tanahashi's got somebody who we could we could get a cool AEW match. I I think Tanahashi is either in B block or or uh, D block. Mm, I think D. He's he's uh, he's in the uh, one of the. There's a lot of heroes in that block, as I as oh, I okay. recall. Hero block. He would. Uh, he is. No, where are where are you, Tanahashi? I'm looking for you. Hiroshi, Hiroshi, Hiroshi. He's in C block. Both wrong. All wrong. Yeah, we'll 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 talk we'll talk about yeah, that. We'll get, I'm sure because we because we, we have to. Jabroniversary <laughs> is coming up, baby. We're already we're already naming the blocks, so like we're we're ready to get into it. Oh yeah, it's surprise surprise. You get a G1 climax preview at the end of the show too. So. <laughs> Bat, so we got the we got the three way FTR match with the for for the titles both ROH and New Japan Heavyweight Tag FTR and then Suzuki and or sorry Suzuki Jeff Cobb and Great Khan, who has uh, been going unhinged on Instagram once again just <laughs> taking pictures I saw, saw Great Khan at the beach yeah just. Taking pictures of strippers and just talking about you know respecting sex workers and stuff like he's he is a lovely man. <laughs> he he sounds like a an absolute delight to hang out with. <laughs> oh boy, can you that can match you was a delight? Can you imagine if that if that tag team happened? Like we didn't get just we like I didn't just get stuck with Great O'Con. I wanted to do this tag team. <laughs> Your boy is lit. I knew from the second I met this guy that I was gonna like this guy. <laughs> Oh man, he's it's super entertaining, and he had a nice fancy new uh, mystery face robe. Oh yeah, it was looking looking good. I mean, he looked dumb, but he looked good. <laughs> yeah, old, old napkin face really really <laughs> went all out for. Yeah, it was a fancy. It was like a fancy napkin that you put in the washing machine. Mm, oh yeah, yeah, you reuse those and you fold <laughs> them into shapes. And then like that, you have to feed every day. And then Rapongi Vice was there to I, eat, to eat know, the pin. <laughs> it was a great match, and I don't remember Rapongi Vice being there almost at all. I can't really remember Trent Beretta doing anything. I kind of vaguely remember that Rocky was in it. 
I think, yeah, I think Rocky hit a good hurricanrana or something. I think that's about it. I can remember. It, I was the, the other guys were just the other guys were, were just doing so good. They were who was who was the one who was getting his ass beat in the in the ring the whole time? Because I guess it would have been I guess it would have been hard or yeah it would have been Wheeler because because Dax Dax left. Yes, Dax left. So yeah, Cash was Cash was taking some lumps. Um, but but that and wouldn't you know it, Dax came back. Yeah, which was I. I felt, I felt like that was like it was a a worked shoot, but you know, with this show, who knows? But he mm-hmm. he he come he comes back, and as soon as he came, as soon as he came back around that corner, I was like, oh, they're fucking winning those titles tonight. Oh yeah, like, he's, that, that's he, he when firmly, you knew. firmly planted himself in the corner, grabbed the stray, like, oh yeah, hot tag coming in, we're done, <laughs> bringing it home, baby, and you know. Unfortunately, we don't have it the the way of any New Japan guys holding any AEW gold. However, I do like that an AEW guy has some New Japan gold. That is, it might this might actually you're right be better because now they have to come and visit Japan. Yes, which uh, is what we wanted all. I, which is what I know I've wanted all along. And I don't know I don't know when they're doing World Tag League this year, but if they're doing it after G1 Climax, then you sort of have that oh. built right in. Or at you know at the very least on G one final night have them have them defend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Either way, such they're such a they're, they'll be so good in New Japan. Yeah, that was uh, that was what what I wanted for New Japan from fucking Jump Street. Like, mm-hmm. get get them out of WWE, go over to New Japan, and now like yeah. and now that's happening, and you know if we get some more some more of that that action going going that way because. Alex Zane and uh, Ace Austin are still hanging out in Japan right now because Ace Austin uh, dropped the dropped the Ultimate X title. He just dropped it. Uh, he uh, lost it to oh. someone. Oh, I did see it. Uh, Matt Cardona. Was it Matt Cardona? Maybe. E- either way, those those guys have been hanging out for for New Japan Road, and that's that's really cool because. Mm-hmm. New blood, yeah, new, yeah, good new, new blood. blood. T- tired like. of seeing the same twenty people, you know, wrestle each other, mm-hmm. and you the know, Taco Bell menu. <laughs> Rio Oiwa's got to kind of get beaten up by somebody. Yeah, and you know, Master Wado can barely get the job done. <laughs> He's at risk of losing every time he faces a young lion. Yeah, you'll never convince me otherwise. And <laughs> I'm also, I'm also sad that. I'm also sad that Kenta didn't come to Forbidden mm-hmm. Door. However, I can always take solace in the fact that he was the first person from New Japan to appear at AEW, and no one yep. can take that away from him. Very, very important position. Um, also, Kushida's back in New Japan now, so yeah, so that you know that's gonna open up some some new fun avenues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw him in the the first New Japan I watched, which was Wrestle Kingdom twelve. Ta- I said, "Why is he? Why is he dressed up like Marty McSuperfly?" And also, how do I already instantly love this man? <laughs> I actually thought he was Hiromu Takahashi. I don't know. I was still learning the the people and stuff, and uh, so for the, the, the a short period of time there, I was convinced he was Hiromu Takahashi. Because then he also has the move the time bomb. I'm like, well, that fits with the Back to the Future gimmick. But why is he wearing the Back to the Future clothes anymore? Oh well. 
Yeah, it's I'm that. Sure. I mean, Hiromu clearly clearly likes Back to the Future, mm-hmm. so it it makes you it makes you wonder like if they were sitting around because she was like thinking about doing a Marty McFly thing. And Hiromu going, "Damn, that's a good idea. She totally <laughs> do that. I would do that, but you said it first. Ah, it's okay. I'm a bigger star. I'll do it anyways. Ah, oh, crap. People give me the credit no matter what. <laughs> now wash my jock strap. Look at Kushida just riding my coattails, stealing my ideas. <laughs> so yeah, it's, I like I like more more foreign people going going over to uh, New Japan. Yeah, I think I guess I, I guess I do like that better. And you know, if some someone from New Japan, there's there's not any tag teams in New Japan though. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I don't mind seeing. I don't mind seeing girls of destiny coming over and you know fight, fighting, uh, fighting at AEW. Yeah, you know, that'd be why, good. That'd be good. You know, just just why not? It's there's plenty plenty of things can happen. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the uh, All Atlantic Championship match, which it's strange sounds like some mid mid major football conference in the NCAA. Yeah, I I mean It's a like, weird name. It's to to me to me it's like the North Atlantic Championship, but we can't call it the North Atlantic Championship, but yeah. we want it to be named something that evokes that that pedigree. Mm-hmm. Which is like it's not it's not the main title but it and it's not it's not even the secondary title, but it is, you know we ran out of channels that were on. <laughs> just be just because it's the European title, it's it's not it's not just the European title. But you know, maybe they maybe they used to you know get people over. Like I, I always that was the one thing that I liked about WWF because it felt like at a time it's like okay we're gonna give you a push and you're good enough to win the European title, D'Lo. Mm-hmm. And then you know he is then a great European champion. And then he goes on to go to Impact to give people gigantic sky highs, which people sell, which makes D'Lo look awesome as hell. <laughs> and I think he eventually probably became Intercontinental title uh, champion. But like, I like that thing where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you're this, and are gonna get, okay, you seem to be doing that well. Let's give you the second belt. Okay, you can run with that. That's fine. And now you get yeah. a shot at the big boy. And maybe. Maybe well, they, you failed, all right? Now you got to go hang out over here with the U.S. title for a little bit. That's a consolation prize, right? It's, I mean, as as soon as people started winning winning championships, to be like, oh, I got to win this championship so that I can have held all the championships. Mm-hmm. You know, they it, taking that uh, that level of uh, t- taking out the whole thing that like it's a lesser belt, and instead like. Well, now you're gonna hold this belt, so it's like co-equal or it's special because you're holding on to it. Where it, yeah, it, no, I, li- I like it being its own levels, its own tiers of of quality that you have to graduate from. Right. So it's lovely. So if if that if that is like the lowest level belt, like I mean, which it's which it's not going to be because they put it on Pac. So maybe maybe they make the TNT one the lowest level. Like whatever your lowest belt is, have have people fight and defend it on Dark and build he, build stuff up on Dark. Well, those are I mean, yeah, and those are the TNT, the TBS, those are those are television. When, when that was properly explained to me, or I read something, no one talks to me, no one writes me emails. But when I finally understood that, I was like, oh, it's their television titles. Yeah, of course, they're named after the stations, and television titles are meant to be defended 
on, TV. on television right. every week. Like that's why that's why Booker T was so cool as the WCW TV champion. He was on every week, defending it against some some bums and looking cool doing spinneroonies, and then perpetually having bad takes about wrestling if yeah, it doesn't happen he, at WWE. And then he yeah then he started talking. But for a while there he was fun when he was just saying, uh, "Can you dig it? Suck us." But yeah, uh, that makes more sense. So, but but they already got those television titles. So this one maybe becomes like a an intercontinental, the middle, the middle belt for people we really can't justify a big push for right now. Yeah, it's but the name connotes European. It denotes one of those earlier titles, like you said, the North American. It's it's it denotes a lesser title. Yeah, so that's why I don't love the name. And you know also. I, I would like to think that Pac is not a lesser con- contender, like, but I I don't know. I get the sense that they haven't really figured out exactly who they want holding what titles. And the TBS title sort of seems more like Sammy Guevara is the right level of star to hold, to hold that belt. Sam, mm-hmm. you're, you're Sammy Guevara, you're, uh, you're Darby Allin, like... Mm-hmm. And, and trying and, it with Scorpio Sky, that's okay. He can hold it for a little bit, but yeah, then give it back to one of these right. other guys. Right, well, you, you know, you're, you're trying it out, and you go, okay, it doesn't work with Scorpio Sky on it. We, tr- yeah. we tried that experiment. Now it's time to start pumping Probably because of the proximity to Dan Lambert. <laughs> Just tainting everything. So, you know, who, who knows exactly how they're going to figure it out. But if they went through the trouble to introduce another belt, they must have some plan for it. This isn't WWE. Where, you know, someone's so. like, I think there should be another belt. <laughs> and uh, here are the things that I want you to do in order to earn that belt. And I will pay you $3 million to not tell anybody. <laughs> you have to sign this, please. <laughs> it's been, it has been a wild, wild time in wrestling lately. And we were, and we just didn't come back and put out any product the entire time. <laughs> we, were too, we were too busy drinking it all in. Yeah, now the dust. There's a lot is, to marinate on. The dust is settling. Yeah. So who who was in that match? Clark Clark Connors and we were supposed Ishi was supposed, was supposed to be, to be in that Ishii, match. But we got and I, good good replacement. Yeah, and I assumed that since there was a bracketed tournament to get to the middle, that it was going to come down to. You know, I thought it was going to come down to Miro and Ishii, which like mm-hmm. man, what a man. fucking program that would be. Wouldn't that be fun? And then you know what? Put the fucking belt on Ishii. That one makes, it doesn't make much sense, but it's awesome. Yeah, it, it's, it's all he Atlantic, stick around for and, a if you, weeks and if and you travel it. across the Atlantic long enough, it'll turn into Pacific, and that's where <laughs> I live. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even have to keep it for long, but let him be the inaugural uh, All-Atlantic champion. Yeah, I what, what did and Malachi did, Black was there too. What, what did what did you think of this match? Did you have hopes and dreams? Uh, was there anything you were you know aside the dream of seeing Ishii in a match with Miro? <laughs> no, I didn't have any any like expectations as to who I thought should or would win. I kind of I think I was probably looking at Miro if you twisted my arm and made me pick. Um, but that might just be because I, I fucking love Miro lately. He's so great. <laughs> So I was excited uh, for that, but I mean, Clark, Clark Connors, just as he did with the fans in the, in the stands, I mean, he's really entertaining. He had no chance of winning, but he put on a hell of a show. Yeah, I, I kind of had Jungle the feeling Man. that it was either going to go to 
I, I kind of I kind of felt like they'll probably go with Malachi. It'll be Malachi Black or Puck. Mm. I didn't feel like Miro had a chance of. I didn't think Miro was gonna win this one. Yeah, but I that thought probably, that probably smart. That was more my heart. But like, especially because they've been, you know, they have been having the gas on the pedal for uh, Malachi Black and and Pac for so yeah. long that it makes sense to put it on them. And now you like you're gonna have the battle for Malachi Black to win that title mm-hmm. to you know to put Pac in his put Pac in his place and etc. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, that could that could be a good little program. Ugh, I just wish CM Punk didn't get injured. Not, not that I don't know what I th- what I thought that his you know his reign could entail. Um, mm. other than you know you're gonna you are either gonna get a fighting champion who is going to fight everyone there, and they were all gonna be you know very good matches, or an immediate heel turn <laughs> <laughs> to justify not having to work that kind of schedule. And e- right. either way, it was going to be good. It was going mm-hmm. to involve CM Punk talking a lot of shit, yeah, and ba- backing it up, or you know not backing it up, d- depending on fate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Pac, I think, got some desperately needed hardware. Yeah, I, I definitely would agree with you there that for as awesome as he is and for what he's put in, like, has not been rewarded with the proper amount of gold, probably. So this is a very, very good, well-earned opportunity. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's fucking, he's great. So mm-hmm. it's when he was NXT champion, good times. And then Gravity forgot about him. Yeah, gravity, gravity forgot. Gravity remembered him. It was like you're getting pulled down to the to the main roster. Enjoy, enjoy no. two hundred five live. I thought you said I was going to the main roster. Enjoy, enjoy two hundred five live. <laughs> and he still had one of the best uh, matches on that uh on that WrestleMania with a uh, name redacted. <laughs> Gosh, who who would have thought? Who would have thought Austin Aries would turn out to? I mean, probably a lot of people. <laughs> Austin Aries turned out to be a scumbag, so you know, whatever. Definitely had the look, but in wrestling, a lot of people have the look. Yeah, uh, the the whole time that he was on commentary when he mm-hmm. when his orbital bone got busted, it was great, and then he had that WrestleMania match with Pac on the pre-show, and it was excellent, and then. Mm-hmm. That was the end of Austin Aries. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Mo- moving on. I love this match. Mm-hmm. And now that we're about to talk about it, I only now realize what an absolute damning detriment it was that Hiromu Takahashi wasn't there. Oh, man. Imagine. Ima- yeah, imagine adding him into the mix of, of this match. Because... This match was really fun. And and you know what? This was one of the matches where I, I do this sometimes when I'm watching the Bucks. It's like, people shit on them, but like, have I ever been bored during one of their matches? No, yeah. I'm not. They're insane. It's, it's, it's good. Uh, you know, my, my, one of my main takeaways from this match is... The the mat the match starts. Sting doesn't come out through the door. Then Bullet Club goes, and then and I was like, 
I was like, he didn't come through the door. Oh, baby, he's going to come down for the rafters. This is going to uh, be awesome. And then they shot up to the rafters. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yes, it's going to happen. And then he just immediately is on the top of the entrance ramp and just crashes into everyone. And That's at so that good. point, that, that was the point that made me go, man, Sting is so fucking rad. High Flying Sting is like the greatest late career surge I've ever seen. God, and it's just like... Like he he against everything. You going back to the uh, same WrestleMania that we were just mm-hmm. talking about a couple seconds ago. It's yeah. like Sting Sting is here, and this is so cool. And then like Sting's like, I'm injured forever, and I'm, I'm oh, not I gonna... can't walk anymore. <laughs> yeah, and Triple H killed me. <laughs> and it's just like, man, like they had they had the chance to have Sting, and it's like, you know, uh, the a lot of the problem with a big part of Sting's career is that he had to be opposite Hulk Hogan. Mm. And, you know, not... And Ric Flair. <laughs> you know, not having to, you know, be across two fucking glory hogs. Yeah. Like, man, he's 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 so rad. And mm-hmm. and that, man, that match, that match was fun. My, my favorite part of the match... Because El Fantasma was in this match, mm-hmm. <laughs> which thank God is when he he went to give Sting a purple nurple and <laughs> sing and then Sting no sold it, and mm-hmm. El Fantasma like couldn't believe that he was just twerking his nipples and nothing would happen, <laughs> and then Sting fucking grabbed his nose and just like three stooges like mm-hmm. slapped his schnoz. It was fucking great, hilarious. And and then he gave him a purple purple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was amazing. And my my favorite part of this match was uh, going back to Kevin Kelly being amazing. This was, I came up with this was the first or the second time, but it became a theme of the night of trying to get Tony Schiavone to say something uncomfortable. He was doing the uh, the Dick Tree of Woe. Like, hey Tony, where's he standing? <laughs> uh, Tell him, Tony. God. Kevin Kelly really is the greatest. I forgot how playful he is. He, uh, he's so he's so good. But you know when you when you have someone the caliber of Gino hanging out with you and knowing mm-hmm. what your job can be, like, oh man, that's also like pressure's off of him. Have fun, have fun. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the best. Thing. You're you're here to just help out. For for once, you don't have to contribute ninety percent of the words. Yeah, Phantasmo did that. That fucking that moonsault that he that he only pulls out for the for the big mm. shows where he runs out into the into the middle of the rope and then but and it busts off it and like El Fantasmo made every second of that match count for him even even the stupid parts where he was going going in for the back rake and mm-hmm. it's like I know what's going to happen you guys and <laughs> there's probably a good handful of people that don't realize that just nonstop back rakes are going to happen after this excessive display. Oh, it was great. And they're going to be like, who is that other Bullet Club guy? Because he is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all this stuff was amazing to the point where like, I almost forgot Shingo was here. And then Shingo came in and just started whomping everybody's ass. Oh, God. Yeah, Shingo. Shingo's so good. Because of course he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad they, they saved him as the closer. Ah, oh, man. Those... It is... It's almost like... Because I'm pretty sure Tony Khan books the matches. It's like mm-hmm. Tony Khan knows. And so, like, from 
like if you or I were booking that and we put that match together, like, yeah, that's that's how that's how I would have how I would have fucking worked it because Shingo is, you, you know, Sting Sting is a legend, mm-hmm. and Shingo is a fucking a former IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. So he like like it makes like it makes sense that in in a, in a way he's the one of the biggest stars in the he, match. Yeah, absolutely. He's absolutely the biggest active star with the most recent major successes. And even even I think if you don't know that Tony Khan knows that and books mm-hmm. it that way and it makes sense because Shingo's a fucking star. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he's and he's going to show it. He's going to leave no doubt as to like why why is he getting booked this well? Oh, because he's fucking great. Yeah, and not it. It also helps when you have uh you know sixteen thousand people sitting down going, I'm uh, show me show me your pitch. I'm I'm show I'm open. I'm I'm not skeptical in the least. I'm just curious. I'm open to receive it. Give me mm. your pitch. Mm. And then he, you know, pitched El Fantasma to the canvas with Death Valley Driver, the murderous pumping bomber. Yeah, they, they immediately they immediately neutralized Tikaleo right at the start of the match, and then <laughs> it was oh God, it's fucking just great fucking match, and and they won. Dudes with attitudes. I don't know who came up with with that name. I like to think, I like to think Shingo came up with it, <laughs> but I also like no, to that think was, that uh, Hiromu that was, that was stings that was a sting stable. I think that makes sense at, at one point back in the back in the day. Well, it doesn't have a uh, hyperlink connected to it, so e- either way, against I- the four horsemen consisting of El Gigante, Lex Luger, Paul Orndorff, Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner, Sting, and the Junkyard Dog. Oh yeah! At the Great American Bash in 1990. Mm. <sighs> yeah, that was a that match was super super fun though, man. That was mm-hmm. ooh baby. Moving on to Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. What was that crowd's fucking problem with that match? I don't know. I I know I got distracted during it a little bit. I haven't quite caught on with Tony Storm yet. But I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what the crowd, what was up with the crowd there. It, like, there, when, when Thunder Rosa faced Marina Shafir, there was a big furor on twitter that mm-hmm. that thunder rosa was was sandbagging her match i saw that i didn't necessarily get that impression but what do i know right but you know people have active imaginations and it's just crazy to me that you know someone like that it seemed like a lot of people saw that and now they're just kind of looking at this this match under the lens of I don't I don't trust Thunder Rosa. And like I was watching that yeah. match, I was like, she's gonna turn into a fucking heel in the middle of this match. <laughs> like it, like it, it felt like that. Like at, after she beat Tony Storm, like I thought she was gonna just fucking start bashing her with the belt. <laughs> and also at this point, I kind of feel like could her title reign sort of needs that shot in the arm at this point. Yes, yes, I, th- I think it does. Um. It's just putting putting a championship on a baby face is such a difficult proposition because it's weird that it's so hard to do it well. Yeah, because eventually at some point 
you're going to wear out your welcome and then people are going to get tired of it mm-hmm. or, you know, you turn into a bad guy and then give them a reason to not like you. And then in yeah. a paradoxical way, now you're interesting again. Right. Yeah. It's a thing. It's like the thing with, with Hangman. It's like everybody was, it was, it built so well. It was such a long form story. It took forever to, to come to a culmination. It does in the most excellent fashion, deserves it, all that stuff. But and then after that, it just didn't go much anywhere. Had some good matches, but that not nothing, nothing that got your your blood boiling or anything like that. And it's just it makes you sad because it's just like it's so much easier to be a heel and get get a reaction from the crowd that way. Or if you're if you're gonna have a babyface champion, you have to have a great heel to rub up against them. But again, it's always it just always seems to be heel driven. Like finding those faces that can finding the faces that can drive a program is the most rare thing to find, which probably would explain too why you never flip Cena because it's hard to find somebody that can get that many people to cheer honestly for them the, as a champion. Even though everybody else would love to see him turn as a heel, it would have been amazing. But yeah, like you, don't, you don't give that up when you have you. You don't wake a sleeping baby. You don't you don't turn a, a, a baby face heel unless you absolutely have to. Yeah, and Ta- Tanahashi is you know also one one of those guys mm, that's, that's just like one. that's a good point too. Uh, but it 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 is it is strange though. But I but he I wore feel me like down. It wasn't even like a burst of like a oozing charisma. It's just like fuck, man. I just like I can't not like this guy. Yeah, I just hate that. It just Bob wore Barker. me down. Persistence. He. Yeah, I I always I always felt that the best babyface runs were just okay. I'm just gonna defend the title every week and just have an excellent match until people get tired of watching that or until yeah. they get tired of having the title on me. Yeah, and, you, yeah, you, I think you call that a success. Yeah, and when when John Cena did that with the United States Champion, where he was mm-hmm. having a you know a fucking killer match every week, like yeah, that that was that was great. You heard no Including complaints Pac. from me. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like uh, it. Nah, I lost that thought. Excuse me. Forgive me. Yeah, it's it's fine. Maybe it'll come back. E- either way. Yeah, it don't matter. The. You know, you 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 get your nut when they when they win the championship, mm. and then yeah. you, you know, the thing is, you have to take just as much care to get you back to where you want to get your nut again. Yeah. And you know. Them them retaining the title isn't the same thing as them winning the title. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. just you gotta. I don't know. You just gotta. It just seems like it would be intuitive to be like, okay, these are these plans that I have for you in order for this to be a successfully engaging story. Yeah. With, with you, you know, what's compelling with you being the championship? I have mm-hmm. to, you know, you have to come up with a fucking outline. Yeah, and they have to be capable of you know filling in in the blanks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, G- give give me a personal internal struggle we can go with. Okay, cool. Now let's come up with a couple external things we can come up with. Okay, cool. Let's have a rogues rogues gallery of like, all right, we're gonna bring you up against Adam Cole. He's gonna be your your history and blah blah blah. We got this. Then we're gonna and if it doesn't work, we're gonna bring in fucking Suzuki because everybody wants to watch you fight Suzuki and him get beat up by you anyways and Schadenfreude. Blah blah blah. Like just. You know, there's there's always got to be, there's got to be some some pretty easy to go to things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I always I always uh, you know I always love that like a uh, 
we we got to put the biggest we got to put the biggest guy on the roster against you, and you're definitely gonna win because that guy's a fucking mm-hmm. big old walking meathead who's never going to win championship gold. There's no there's right. no threat, but we're gonna but we're gonna put the big show against you because yeah. he's the big show because it's a, it looks like a challenge. But if we ever actually made him a capable fighter, it wouldn't make any sense for him to ever lose. <laughs> right. You know, it's just. And any anything is better than you know the invincible champion. I just need a I just need a invincible champion. Yeah, I like I like one that scraps them out and feels like they're they're winning it by the by the very narrowest of margins. That's always that's fun. A gritty a gritty champion, which is the cra- the craziest thing to me now is like they. In, in WWE, they built Roman Reigns up so big now that, like... Oh, my God. Yeah. The, the only person that can beat him is Brock Lesnar, and now even that is not a sure thing. So, it's... Yeah. And, I mean, like, God, like... And then, you, and then you're just giving the title to the same guy with the same problem. It's like, it's only one other person who could really beat him, logically, and it's Roman Reigns. Right. And Our guest Drew McIntyre. <sighs> Yeah, I mean that that could happen. Has that happened? I don't even know. But I mean, like you Probably. got Bobby, you got Bobby Lashley right there. Don't, don't talk to get Bobby Lashley the fuck out of here. He left a long time ago, and it was better than don't come back. Ah, oh, no, so I, I I like Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Okay, all right, we're moving, we're moving, we're moving on. Will Osprey takes on Orange Cassidy. This match was really fun. Will Ospreay is perfect. <laughs> he's yeah, so per- he's so he's so good with his facial expressions and just exaggerations. It's such a perfect opponent for for Orange Cassidy. Well, it was it was it was, it was so great because I, I I was watching Laura Laura was watching. It, I was like, I go here here's this is the exact thing about this match. Will Ospreay is not going to take this match seriously because his impo- his opponent is a person who's not to be taken seriously. Except right. he is a person not to be taken lightly, and he's going to drive him to a place where he eventually has to start taking him seriously. And then he's and going to get angry, him. and he's going to beat him, and he's going to murder him. But it's <laughs> the whole thing's going to be good, and that's exactly how it unfolded. Like the mm-hmm. whole fr- like like you said with with the yep. fucking faces, he's just like like. This is too fucking easy for me. Like, this is the guy yeah. you fucking picked to fight me. Like, and he was yeah. the only New Japan person who like got a total, like a total victory the whole mm-hmm. night mostly. Yeah, he's he's the one that got like the cleanest win over AEW. And yeah, but that that match was that match was fun. Mm-hmm. And he retains his IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship, which I forgot that he had because they were showing Juice Robinson walking around with his, and I forgot. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah, I could have sworn I just watched a match. He's rock hard, and he's got the title. Uh. <laughs> and then the and then the best the best surprise of the night for me, Katsuyori Shibata comes out to save Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Oh, that music. Yeah, that was and and the and the funny thing too is you can like any anyone that wants to say and this is a, a favorite crying point for WWE people on on Twitter is like people just don't know about New Japan 
you know, in the United States. Like, people just don't, like, it's a really, like, niche thing. And, mm. like, Katsuyori Shibata's music hits and 16,000 people lost their fucking minds. Yeah, that, that, was, like, that got a great reaction. There's at least 16,000 people who know about New Japan, so, like... Yeah. Eh. Yeah, I was gonna say the, the the sample size of people who were early enough to who get excited and buy tickets for this event before it's sold out. We're probably a little aware of New Japan. Oh God, that was that was so great. I love I love his I love his theme song and that that music hit. I was like, ooh. I was not I was not expecting him to show up. This seemed this sort of sort of thing seemed a little beneath him. He takes everything a little too seriously for a, uh, a an interpromotional exhibition event. So why so why not lean into that and place him opposite Orange Cassidy? Exactly, I love it. <laughs> I, mean, I really feel like they had to really talk him into that. Uh, the, you know what? They, there's I I gotta think Shibata's. Well, I mean, who who knows? All all the evidence supports your all the evidence supports your statement. But the guy's gotta be pretty cool. As long as you, as long as you do all your squats and push-ups in a timely fashion, I'm sure he's, he could be cool with you. I, I mean, listen, if if you if you framed it up as like we'd like you to make a guest appearance, well, what will you be doing? Because I don't really want to wrestle. <laughs> well, the wrestler. Good news. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna come out. You're gonna come out, and uh, we have we have a guy on our roster who is like. Think about Toriano, but if pushed hard enough, can become as vicious a killer as any as anyone as on, on, the, on, on the New Japan on the New Japan roster. Yeah, he can become as vicious as Toriano back in the <laughs> old days. Okay, so what would I do? He's gonna put his sunglasses on you. Uh, I don't know. Wait, are we inside? Or are we outside? You're. A lot of people are going to fucking love this. I will do it based on the strength of believing in you. And okay, if you say people are going to love this, I'll go ahead and do it. That's probably how it goes. Man, that was... I. That was pretty cool. I have no basis to love Shibata at at all. I mean, that's, that's after... You know, I'm, I'm after his time, but the little bit that I've seen and what I know about Shibata mm. and loving his theme song enough to know it when it hits, like, yeah. which, which has always made me want to dig up Shinsuke Nakamura's old theme song and commit it to memory. Cause I know one day he's going to come back to new Japan and that, Ooh, and that theme point. is going to hit and I'm going to be like, Oh, I don't know yeah. who it is. They're not gonna play the violin one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, it it is it is music funny. changed due to licensing rights. Yeah, it is it is funny that Jeff Hardy brought the Hardy Boys theme with him, but also I have in context heard that theme song used on TV in three different shows. Just, just random. Like they play it's generic it. enough that you could just do a sound alike, and it's easy enough to keep it away from infringing. Yeah, but the but but the thing is, I know, I know, I know the freaking song, and it's like I was. Uh, Laura's been watching Castle, and it randomly popped up on Castle. 
Um, oh, that's weird. I, I oh, you mean those kind of shows? I thought you meant like yeah. Impact, WWF, and no, AEW. no, I'm talking about regular ass TV oh, shows. That's funny. Um, it's I know it's on an episode of Daria somewhere, <laughs> and also on some other some other random probably probably some other random MTV reality show. I I know I've seen it somewhere else, and it's just like this song just pops up in the most random places and like. Part of me wonders if that song is not like public domain and Vince yeah, McMahon like be. never owned the rights to it. it must be. Just fun, just fucking, just strange. But I do, I do love the idea of someone being like, "Listen, you can, you can take a hundred percent of my severance if you let me have my theme song." Like if Shinsuke Nakamura did that, <laughs> and then immediately comes to New Japan. Like, okay, all right. Welcome back. And, you know, hot take. I like his bad guy theme better with the rapping on it. Doesn't have all mm. the preamble. It just gets straight to the Yeah, not going to agree with that, but that's okay. It's a, hot, it's a hot take. It's fine. Yeah, it is. Zachy Techers. There was, a, there was a lot of speculation as to who was going to show up. Uh... Johnny Gargano made it very clear that it wasn't going to be him on Twitter Ooh. after he realized yeah, that he not, was going to be in Chicago on that day. He's not he's not Blackpool Combat Club. No, and like they said they said technical wrestler, so I was like I was like it's not Johnny Gargano is probably he, a good technical wrestler, but that's not what yeah. I think of when I think of Johnny Gargano. Yeah. And then you know some people thought it might be the the octopus Jonathan Gresham and like that would have been Honestly, I think it would have been a way better match. Yeah, I mean, I'll come out with my own hot take. Cool to see Claudio, you know, nice nostalgia bump for me that he does nothing for me. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm one of those people who's like, WWE used him just fine. That is exactly where he belongs. And that, that crazy, like, he needs a title push. Like, no, I don't think so. He right. never did. And And so I feel like what made... What made Moxley so successful after he left WWE is the first thing is he did is like everything that I did over there, I'm not doing any of it. Like I'm like just doing all new, all new everything. Like the G1. And you know, if, if you, if you didn't get that, that, you know, if you didn't get your soul trodden upon enough, you may be of the school of thought of like, you know what? I'm going to break out all the, all the hits, you know, he, mm. he immediately hits him with that, with that gotch, that gotch, uh, adjacent pile driver thing. Like right at the start of the match, I was like, yeah. Oh man, that's fucking great. He just yeah. ran out and hit him with his finisher first thing. Yeah. And a brief tinge of fear hit me. Cause I was like, Oh no, like don't, don't let this be a squash. Yeah. Match. Oh no. The way, the way Zach was just like limp after the neutralizer. I'm like, Oh no, please God. No, <laughs> that's what the gotch neutralizer. Yeah. So, and and then he and then he hit a, a new fancy Ricola power bomb and that was <laughs> and that was his thing and so and you know everybody wanted to see him spin people but also like I feel like if you're in Blackpool I'm, Combat Club I'm not spinning people fuck no I'm, I'm glad he didn't spin anybody in, instead of spinning them yeah. around in circles I'm going to hit them in the chest and cave in their chest with my elbow which seems to be a staple of that of of that stable. So yes, I, and I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. If you're going to have Claudio be in your combat club, make him, make him be fucking vicious. But yeah, you know, for, combat club for, for one night only, let him do Cesaro stuff. And 
It's going to be good because it's against Zack Sabre Jr., but yeah. I'd like to think if these two met up again down the road, it would be way better. Yeah, pro- probably. And yeah, I, I think getting getting the spin in during the brawl at the end was like, all right, I guess if you're going to do it, this segment already turned to shit anyways. Like, go, get it out of your system. I'm hopefully, like you said, I, yeah, I really respect that's what Moxley did. Like, that was smart, completely distanced himself from what he was. Do please do the exact same thing. Like keep the European uppercuts because those are those are great. Yeah, but, uh, really, really lean into them. Like, but other than that, but don't do any of the other stuff. That and that was that was so great during that match. Is uh, like Zack Saber Junior hit him with a European uppercut. I was like, oh <laughs> shit, yeah, this is awesome. I forgot Claudio does European uppercuts. This mm-hmm. is gonna be great. They're just bla- just blasting each other and. Mm-hmm. It was it was still a very it was still a very cool match. Uh, it was. I, I love that he tried to get the swing going, and Zack Saber is like, "I'm too crafty for that. You're not getting, <laughs> you're not putting that move on me. Not, not a chance in hell. You have better chance putting me in a paradise lock." <laughs> oh God! Imagine oh, that would have been a nice imagine little, all little the people. Sonata. Imagine all the people that it would have been funny to get locked into a into a paradise lock. Or being Zack Sabre Jr. and putting someone into a paradise lock as a mm-hmm. you know a bit of a fuck you to Sonata. No, that's what that's what I want. That's what I want. I want him to do that and give a wink wink to the camera, or just straight up yell to Sonata at the camera. Sonata, you see this, my darling. <laughs> yeah, you're not the only it. one with the key. <laughs> Can't believe they never gave Zack a microphone either. Yeah, that, that was a chance to talk. He could have gotten the crowd so fucking hot for him. Yeah, that that's a, a a misfire on their part. Like, man, you you're one of the best talkers in the game, and he did mm-hmm. you know he did all his talking in the ring, which is which is fine. Yeah, I heard I heard plenty, but <laughs> yeah, uh, darling, a, a lot of the intrigue of this match was the the mystery opponent, and you mm-hmm. know we you know we got a cool a cool mystery opponent, and in a match you know that if I were ever like any two wrestlers and one of them Zack Sabre Junior, I probably wouldn't you know think of anyone from from wwe but you know cesaro sure put claudio castagnoli in into a, a match with zach saber jr let's let's see what shakes loose that could be fun yeah yeah uh great 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 match though even even though zach saber jr you know didn't win which is when someone like that comes out you kind of figure Cause man, yeah. you're oh, you're yeah. yeah you're you're debuting. Of course, you're gonna get your get your win on the way in for sure. And also, you're already in the slot where you're going opposite Daniel Bryanson and or Brian Danielson. I think the Daniel only Bryanson. person, <laughs> I, I think the only person who can like effectively come into their uh, their debut match and lose it is Danhausen because he did and it was great. <laughs> that was a uh, against the fabulous yeah, 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 abs of Tony Nese. And and Tony Nese didn't even get a proper ring entrance, which was just such That's a right. delightful twist. Yeah, that was a good one. Did you know that the uh, uh, the dude from Letterkenny, the the big the big dude Trevor, uh, what's his name, is a he's a very big fan of pro wrestling. The one who pluralizes everything. Yes. Okay. Squirrely Dan. Squirrely Dan. Thank you. And he he has he he has a stand up bit about a. He he just casually says uh uh something about you're fighting and already in the ring. Re- like referring to the person as and already in the ring. It's like when you're fighting and already in the ring, you're gonna win that match. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, eh, that is that is funny. That is usually pretty true. 
Out two two more two more matches. This is a hefty show. Another another five hour AEW show, man. It was. You didn't have to watch the pre-show, man. You didn't have to, but on the but you know it was. But we put Lance Archer on there, so you had to. This was for for five hour. Last time the show was five hours long. I was getting pretty mm-hmm. tired by the end, but not oh, not yeah. with this. And I didn't I didn't think anything was gonna slow down. And with no no, with, I was I was jazzed the whole time. Yeah, with the offerings at the end, it's it's hard to it's not hard to see. Mm-hmm. Four way match: Jay White, fucking Okada, Hangman Page, and Hangman Cole. <laughs> and I just I just wish that one time Adam Page was in like if you if, if you were gonna pick any time to do this is if you're Adam Page, go out into the ring, make dead ass eye contact with Adam Cole, and then just get down into his position to get everybody <laughs> yeah. in the in the room to go Adam Page, baby. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. It would. It would be so easy. Every everyone would know exactly what was happening, and Adam oh, yeah. Cole would just sit there, go, "Don't you do it? Don't you do it? Don't yeah. you do that?" <laughs> I love when I love when heels get thwarted. <laughs> I've, so I great. and I have really enjoyed. They've done. They've done great when when they've had Jay White on Dynamite lately. Like they've been doing the split screen where they maintain the cam on Adam as things are happening, mm. and he just gets frustrated. Like, no, what? Oh, come on! Oh. <laughs> And it's just him getting like flustered and frustrated with whatever with whatever the other person is saying. And it's mm-hmm. like this looks funny on TV, but it's it's great. I love seeing Adam Cole's reaction to all this, this terrible stuff. Not terrible, but like things aren't going his way. <sighs> you you know what? One of my favorite parts of this match was was the 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 poetic justice of Jay White and Adam Cole two sweating each other. And then Adam Cole literally and figuratively hits him with a backstabber. <laughs> it's just like every every move that he could have possibly done, like, I'm gonna do Perfect. a backstabber and someone's really gonna appreciate that. And I was Perfect. Just like, that's so fucking great. Perfect he literally did a backstabber on him to backstab <laughs> him. Just absolute fucking delight. And people wanna say Adam Cole is not that great. Like it's it just blows my mind. Yeah, no, he's super entertaining. <sighs> Nokata was there, and that whole night I was just waiting. I was like, give me that Rainmaker pose, baby. I know. Oh, man, cameraman was ready. Yeah, it's, it's good. Although, I'm a little disappointed that with Okada hanging around and the best friends, you know, sort of being in the same building, that we don't get a best friends Okada hug zoom out deal. Oh, the hug. Yeah, and I saw the picture in the back of them doing thumb the the half-ass thumbs up, which was good. That's good. But oh, yeah, I didn't even think about a, a zoom out hug. The, the future, you know, the future is still the future. That's right. This is this was clearly just a taste of what's to come. Yeah, there and there are they're already talking about Forbidden Door 2 and people are all going like Forbidden Door 2 should be in Japan. And whether, you know, it's it's not good gr- luck with that. It's yeah. not going to be, but you know, like as like they're gonna, I'm sure New Japan is uh, would want to put on a, a production showcasing their boys a little, you know, a little nicer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's just there's money, there's money and good product to be made. Yeah, it's just like so. You mean I read the I read the New Japan subreddit and and all the all the all the idiots on there are right, like. When you stack New Japan against AEW, New Japan probably is a, a better product with a top to bottom, probably a stronger roster. AEW no slouch at all, but cool, good for you. AEW still has all the leverage in this because 
there's not much money for AEW to make by going in and trying to get a piece of the Japanese market. For, for New Japan to get their foot in and get a real taste, a real piece of the American market, that is huge for them. Mm-hmm. And as they've had much more struggles the past couple years financially with the pandemic, like they need a bigger market share in America. Hey, that's that's so it's fine, like fine by me. They will keep coming over here as often as AEW invites them, and they will play AEW's way if that's what it takes, because that is going to get them way more eyeballs and way more subscribers, and way more money and opportunities probably than yeah. I mean, going I'll, back and taking AEW with them to Japan. Also, as cool like, as I want, I want that to happen, and I'm sure it will in some capacity. Also, think of all the fun things that you could do. Like, if you like, if you work it the right way. And not, you know, have more of these inner intermingled storylines, like have a fucking Survivor Series, like a tr- like a true brand versus brand Survivor Series. That would be good. And then and then and and then go go fucking all in on it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like, OK, AEW's team is Kenny, Young Bucks, Adam Cole. And uh, is there anyone else in? Fuck! Make it make it a six man. Take get, it, get, take, get, yeah, get get yeah, dragon in there. Yeah, get yeah, get fish. Get yeah, get uh, fish. Get Bobby Fish in there and the other one. Is make it, it a war games. Is he also also a coal. Yeah, I mean blood blood and guts. I mean you you could do you could do anything. I always like Survivor Series in WWE. Like when they decided that they felt like doing mm-hmm. a cool good job, it was it was cool. It, it was, was really it was cool compelling concept. to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, I the one with a with a James what what's his face springs to mind. Uh, chin guy. Oh God, what is his name? Yeah, Chin guy. Fuck, what is his name? Something with something like you, James Urban, James Urban. Whatever. A- anyway, <laughs> you know they they eliminated someone off off of the opposite team. He I don't even think he was in the Survivor Series, and he was like, whole, like okay, we've they they just they're capable of doing cool stuff mm-hmm. if they feel like it. Yeah. But you know, then then imagine like okay, here's here's our Survivor Series, a uh, uh, New Japan Survivor Series team. <laughs> uh, Okada, Tanahashi. Shingo Takagi, um, hell, let's just throw Ishii in there. Let's throw Suzuki in there for no fucking reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You gotta, you gotta have a couple, couple heavy hitters just to go in and bust some skulls. And and hell for no reason whatsoever. Lance Archer. <laughs> I was gonna say El Fantasma. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, <laughs> just, just uh, yeah, yeah, one. Oh, Hiromu. Yeah, that's one. Well, one one person from every faction. So, yeah, yeah, there we go. That that makes it that's extra interesting as we get to watch them all try to coexist. Yeah, you so you would have Kazuchika for chaos. You have Hiroshi for for you know because it's Hiroshi Tanahashi, so he has to be there. Yeah. Uh, a fucking Naito, um, Suzuki, um, Will Osprey. <laughs> Fuck! What a man! What a this, yeah! This match is really cool. <laughs> yeah, and and then for no reason also Ishii. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Someone's got to eat the pin at the end. God, but can, can all can all nine guys pin Ishii? Is that okay? Keep everybody safe. I. Good oh, luck. All right. Fi- 
all six members of Pen Ishii, and a one count, he kicks all of them off of him. <laughs> they fucking they fucking explode like the the fight in Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> and then he just starts vertical brain buster suplexing everyone. One for one for the win. All all oops he, he all now has all champions. Yeah, New, all New Japan oops all Ishii. all survivors. <laughs> I don't know. It's man, what a lovely future could be. Mm-hmm. Jay White keeps the belt in this match. He does after Kazushiko Kata kicks Adam Cole's head in on accident. And I didn't, I didn't think it was gonna happen any other way other than yeah, if this had been the main event, I'd be like Okada's gonna win. Um, mm, but interesting. I, I, I didn't think Adam Page or Adam Cole had any fucking chance of winning New Japan's main title. Oh, God, no. No. Like, and Okada had no chance because he just dropped it like a week ago. So Yeah. Tana, Tanahashi. No chance. Tanahashi is an interim champion. Uh, that's a conversation I'm a little more willing to have. That Yeah, that's something you can explain to me. And we could go look at the schedule and be like, all right, I see how this makes some sense. Also, interim title. Who gives a fuck? Like, let's, let's have some fun with it. Like, I really talked myself into it. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, main, main event. That somehow John Moxley got busted open. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel I feel like I've been echoing the internet's complaints, and so now that now the internet complaint with John Moxley is all these Blackpool Combat Club matches end up with people bleeding, and it's not special. And they really do. And I was just about inclined to agree with him once John Moxley got opened up in this match <laughs> by a sling blade. <laughs> It's got Blade in the name. Oh, God. But yeah, it, it, it does. It does so very little for me ever anyway. So, yeah, it, just, it was just distracting in this match. Although it was, it was good when, when, Tanahashi, God, when Tanahashi went up and he hit the aces high. And he goes up and he's got the blood streaked across mm-hmm. his chest. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is so good. And and Moxley was completely like in line with the turnbuckle. So he had to do the full 90 degree turn to properly frog splash mm-hmm. him. Like, oh, this is so good. It's going to do it. He didn't do it. <sighs> it was... <sighs> God, I love Tanahashi. I think I hit with like the, the most vertical death rider I've ever seen. <laughs> Oh yeah, he he, fl- he he flipped him all the way over. It was, it was less... basically a brain buster. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a fucking tiger suplex more than more than a DDT. Like man, yeah, yeah. I got I got so mad though when they they pulled Moxley in the back like he's fucking Goldberg, and his New Japan theme hit, and it was doing all the the, the guitar squealies. I was like, fucking finally for once they're gonna put. I hate. Wild thing as his theme song is so it's it's not I don't like it I don't care it's for it it's so cheesy I can't believe he signed off on that yeah like that's what surprises me the most is like maybe I, my complaint against him is that he's like he's too fake tough guy too fake crazy tough guy for me mm-hmm. but then he does the wild he goes with wild thing and it's like you realize that's like the exact opposite of tough guy right right like. It's it's a sing along. It's a sing along arena anthem at best, and but no one in the arena wants to hear it. Yeah, it's uh, you can't even tell me who sings "Wild Thing." I don't want to know, and I'm and I refuse. I refuse to learn, but <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know. It's, for it's sure. just it's just something that strikes me as my, like Tony Khan's like. How do you feel about "Wild Thing" for your thing? 
Terrible. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how that conversation. That sounds like. Are you, am I still in WWF? Are you Vince? Are you still? Are you here giving me bad ideas? Ah, God. E- either way, uh, Moxley wins the interim title because yeah, I figured that was going to happen. And then there was a big giant mess. And then yeah, you know, it's the whole the whole show was great. Is you know, crime, 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 full penetration. Back to the lab. Crime, <laughs> crime, more full penetration. Back to the lab, more full penetration. And then it just sort of ends. <laughs> I would have taken a fizzle. Just shake hands and, and fade to black. Yeah, it's, I mean, th- people started raining out to the ring. I was like, Kenny's going to come out. I, I thought for sure, I thought for sure if they're going to end it with a big, messy brawl, just have Kenny come out. I don't yes, th- that was my only hope. That's what I was, the only thing I was holding on to. Is like, so, okay, maybe there's somebody they haven't explained that's going to come out. Or, hell, why not have all the New Japan guys come out and fucking stick up for Tanahashi a little bit? Because he's sitting here getting catching, catching strays for yeah. no reason. It's, like at least, at least have Goto and Yoshihashi come out, or maybe Okada, because these are all fairly stand-up guys. Like obviously not Jay White ain't coming out. No way, man. Goto and Yoshihashi aren't getting paid by the hour, baby. <laughs> They're snapping necks and cashing checks. They're fucking <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, you're not gonna get Desperado because he just doesn't care. Yo- Yoshihashi reached into his pocket and fucking turned turned his car on in the in the parking garage remotely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One, yeah, two, any, ah, Goto's got this. Let's get out of here. <laughs> anything but just Claudio coming to save the day. Yeah, and it was it was a it was a big sloppy ending, but all in all, what a fun show! Absolutely, and 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 this is all with like not even getting the the fun, the most the most interesting results, but we got some really great matches, and it was a lot of fun seeing all these people in the same ring. And like I've said before, I just I'll always love Western wrestling production values a little bit more than than what we get in New Japan. So give me some fireworks, give me some loud music, give me some good camera cuts, G- give me all that. Give me some backstage, and like I got to see all the guys doing some stuff a little differently. Just just give me all that. So it was great to see our guys with a an extra coat of polish on them. Yeah, and uh, you know, I in turn. Love seeing the people from the Western product appear in the New Japan product in you know what we would dub standard definition, <laughs> and then you get you get to you get to see that you know they're gonna they're gonna work their matches to to accommodate a strong you know to accommodate mm. a strong style match a little bit better. You you get the fact that they're not gonna be talking in the ring; they're gonna be backstage talking, and they're gonna and like no one's there to be like you can't say this. <laughs> so you you get to talk for as long as you want to, as often as you want to, every time you have a match. And mm. going back in that other direction, you know, see, seeing them in a forward place is also a very cool thing to me. And I look forward to seeing seeing that stuff in in the future. Because yeah, you know, you you see you see Danny Dean Ambrose come out so many times with this slick polish product. And then you see Moxley come out to G1 Climax, and it's like a real nice juxtaposition. Yeah, very nice. Looking forward. Lots of, lots of good stuff to, to look forward to in the future. Yeah, it's fucking... We had, I, we had to talk about this show, man. We, we, ha, we had to. 
I knew I I was like we should talk about Dominion and then I was kind of like eh. <laughs> I had, stuff stuff happened but we covered it here. Yeah, it was hey, By the way, Great O'Connor and Jeff Cobb won the titles at Dominion. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it, you know in a, in a way it was sort of there that that fa- it was a fast lane. It was a fast lane to Forbidden Door. Yeah, yeah. And now, had to get we had to get we had to get uh Tanahashi and Takagi in there somehow. And now that we've basically gotten like a cool SummerSlam type event, you know, at the very beginning of the summer. Atsui Atsui. We got to look for the future now. The future is the G1 climax. Here we go again. But before we do that, <laughs> To check out all the other wonderful podcasts on the Jabroni U Podcast Network, follow the Jabroni U University Podcast Network on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Jabroni U and at JabroniU.com. There you can follow the exploits of the Island Club on Why Do We Ever Meet. Cash has got Ceramic Cat cooking. Look for that. <laughs> Look for Ceramic Cat soon on JabroniU.com. Tune into Biff Radio, be a fly on the wall at Locals Barbershop After Hours. Listen to all new hip hop on Flow and Tell. And Draft Pop Culture on our flagship show, The Draft Podcast, featuring Bonesaw. Oh, man, I just did that yesterday. Come and watch me draft uh, one-hit wonder blunders yeah. for a TV series that only had one season. Did you, by uh, by Crook. did you end up stealing the thing that you said you were going to steal? Oh, I totally stole that thing I said I was going to steal. Yeah. I ended it with that. <laughs> that, that when, you, when you said, I am absolutely not walking out of this draft without stealing that thing so early and definitively, I was like, good for you. That's, Absolutely, it's the most it's the most important thing on on that list, probably aside yeah, aside I, from freaks and geeks. I played I played it uh, a little reckless, hoping seeing if it could uh, it would fall to me. I didn't. I, I don't. I don't know my opponent so well, so it was a gamble. Yeah. Forgot I had a steal thing though to, to help save me. Yeah, so we're, good good on me for that. Yeah, we're, worst case Ontario, if you show up on the show before the end of the year, you don't have a steal card. But, you know, the, the rules and logic don't apply over there, so you could just lie and say that you didn't use your steel card and just be like, well, I'm going to use my... Any, anything goes over there, unless you're me. I figure there's all sorts of all sorts of ways to get steel cards, because Drew had three of them. <laughs> if you hate the lawlessness of the draft podcast, let us know at jabroniurestling at gmail.com. <laughs> it's, law- it's lawless. It and worked it, out for me. And, and it's... It's it's designed to make me be in pain, and I don't I don't think that's I don't like that kind of thing very much. Yeah. Again, your gateway to follow all these wonderful podcasts is jabrodiu.com. Remember to give all the podcasts a five star rating and to like, share, retweet, and subscribe, or else we're gonna have you on the draft podcast and then you know treat you fairly. Unlike me, never happens. Hate that show. Stupid show. All right, baby. Uh, versary season is uh, coming, and for the first time since our inauguration, it's uh, coming at the actual right time of the year. <laughs> a, a lost, uh, a lost tradition. It's it's the fiftieth anniversary, and uh, things are getting done in a, in a big way. New Japan Road is you know leading is leading to G One Climax, and. Uh, we have four blocks this year with seven people a block, and that's that's interesting. Couldn't couldn't get it to eight, so we'd have even bouts of matches every every time. I don't know. That's kind of strange. Well, this this was the funny thing is 
So apparently how it's going to work is they're going to have one match for each block a night. So you're getting four... You're you're getting four G1 one matches a night. Which will open up the rest of the show. Hopefully that makes it easier on you and me. If we only have to watch four matches a night that are capped at 30 minutes, we're going to have a lot easier time if they pad out the beginning of the stuff with... You know, young young lion matches and and shit like that, and that's yeah. We'll actually be able to keep up with some of these things if that's, we want to. Yeah, or or if we don't want to and don't have I the won't. time. Yeah, yeah, I won't. No, yeah, probably not. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. I won't. <laughs> <sighs> what episode is that from? It's been in my head for so long, and I mean to ask you. Oh God, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to think because I feel like I just recently saw that the. And I know he was talking to Mac. I know that. <laughs> and and Mac Mac was asking if they could if they could do something. Oh God. <laughs> I I always like that dynamic of like I feel like that that thing and uh Mac being like, Alright, cool, I'm gonna I'm uh let me do my thing first. Alright, just let me do my thing first and then I'll let you and then I'll let you go. <laughs> They they encapsulate it very well in the podcast, obviously as they would since they created the show. But it's like the dynamic is we all agree on doing something. It's just how we're going to do it is where we start fighting. Yes, <laughs> and like, hey, that's the show. So with each, so if there's there's seven people in each block, that means there's six matches to be had in each block, right? Per person, yes. Okay. So that means I'm trying I'm trying to work out how that how that math works. How does how does that work to having as many events as we're going to to have? Because there's a full a full month of stuff and like I I tried doing that calculus. I was like, this looks like it adds up to not a lot of matches. You're trying to do some real math live on the air. I will not be a part of this. I will not make a fool of myself when I say well, we got 312 matches, Daniel. <laughs> I just, I don't. I'll, I'll bet my, I'll bet my firstborn on it. I just don't, I don't understand how it works. And when I, when I try to condense it down into, you know, instead of going, okay, except there's four blocks with seven people in it. There's two blocks with 14 people in it, which means there's 11 matches. Now, if you doing only a matches, you're having, uh, uh, you're having six matches a night. All right, hold on. So we've got you have six matches a night. All right, sorry, everybody has to have six matches. There's seven people in a block, so that's forty-two matches per block. And then we got four blocks. We'll say that that sounds about right. We got one hundred and sixty-eight. Um, are we doing four matches a night? Yeah, four well, matches. That a takes night. us right back to forty-two. It's gonna be forty-two nights. That can't be forty-two nights of this. this. I mean, I was I was looking, and it seemed like there was a lot. But one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. There's twenty, and now that I, now that I think about it in the Maybe context there's... of if there's sixteen men, it's eighteen nights. Adding you know, however many more means there should be two additional nights. Oh yeah, it's divided by you got to divide by two one more because there's two people in each match. Right. So I guess that would be twenty one. Yeah, twenty one nights. Okay. Okay, that makes a little more sense. 
I guess. Close enough. Yeah, also, you just counted. We'll, we'll go yeah, with that, we'll, too. I'm sure they know what they're doing. We'll see what our notes look like when when we get down to brass tacks. And it's... <laughs> somehow, all the, somehow all of the matches will happen. I... Again, I just can't wrap my, my brain around it. But... Opening nights are in Ho- Hokkaido. And, yeah. Oh, they... They have the uh, the block matches on there. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what you get for, for night one. Night one is looking pretty stacked up here. Oh, yeah. The rematch of the century. Okada versus Jeff Cobb. Yes. The two, the two leaders last time. Yeah. Something tells me Okada is going to take a loss on the first night. That sounds very, very possible. And then you're going to be like, how is Jeff Cobb going to win the A block? He's not. You no, know, he's not. Okada's going to win. <laughs> o- Okada, Okada's going to win the G1 Climax. Yeah. I love everyone in this thing, but it only makes sense to give him the briefcase so that he can win the title back at Wrestle Kingdom since he got the title taken away from him at Dominion. Mm-hmm. Seems, seems about right. Osprey? Osprey? The only my only competitor, I think, is on his will. Well, let, let's let's go let's go through yeah. the blocks. Let's do it. In the big boy block, block A, we got Okada, the we Monster got, Morning block. We got Yano, Jeff Cobb, Lance Archer. Oh man, this is gonna be a good block. Bad bad mm. luck, Fale, Tom Lawler, and Jonah. So then. This has two two big old hosses too, which are usually not even my cup of tea, and I'm still possibly most excited for this one because it's got Archer, it's got Yano, which is always delightful. God, I want to see more Jeff Cobb, and I don't know, I, I don't, I've only seen like one Tom Lawler match, so I'm excited to to get more acquainted with him too. So this this is a great block. Yeah, there's uh, we we may have to do a New Japan Cup style uh, naming naming of the blocks mm-hmm. since since there's so many of them. And, you know, uh, it's, ah, God, not that this has anything to do with anything, but if you want to start thinking about sponsors for the blocks, uh, Persona 3, 4, and 5 are just, it's coming out on everything, including the Switch, which doesn't matter to you anymore because you have a PlayStation 5. <laughs> ah, I jumped the gun. Ah, it only, it took long enough, but. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I'm, I'm, now I'm gunning for Persona 6 whenever that happens, and I'm sure that won't be on Switch right away. Now, um. But then also, Portal One and Two is coming out on Switch, so that's fun. I was yeah. thinking, I was thinking about buying that for uh, for vacation next week. So that's a good one. Yeah. In in the B block, uh, we we got we got some action here. Uh, this is this is definitely a B block. This is definitely a B block. Th- this is this is B B block personified. It has Sonata, Mister B block. Yes. Jay White also, Taichi, Tamatanga, Ishii. Yeah, that's that's a that's a B block. Great Okan mm-hmm. and Chase Owens. Yeah. Which is a uh, there let's see, who do I want to see Ishii fight in that block? Jay Taichi. White is always fun. He'll probably get his revenge victory on Ishii for beating him right at the finish line two years ago. So yeah, Ishii and Jay White, Ishii and Taichi, uh, mm-hmm. Tama, uh, uh, Ishii versus everyone. I want to see Ishii beat the shit out of Chase Owens. That sounds like it would be fun Ooh, to me. That does sound good for that. And Great Okan, want to see, want to see him get 
Yeah, I, I would like too. to see Great Okan in more of a Toruyano type role. Yes, yes. Every every block needs a Toruyano. Mm. Now, now C block is good. C block is uh, the A block's B list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got Tanahashi, Naito, uh, Evil, Goto. Man, this really is a B. This is a B block block. <laughs> this this B block's more B block than the actual B block. <laughs> Zack Saber Jr., Kenta, Aaron Hanare. And so Kenta we had ten, Kenta and the Tanahashi rematch. So good yep. good there. You know, last time they fought each other, Kenta destroyed everything and lost all of his blood. So that match was so good. God, yeah. We we get Kenta and Zack Saber Jr. Oh. Yeah, Kenta and Zack Saber Jr. Unfortunately, a lot of these people have to fight Hiroki Goto. Yeah, he's in there. Uh, Kenta, oh, God. Also, we have to see and a lot evil. of people fight evil. Yeah. Mm. Will evil and Goto be the uh, whatever the opposite of match of the tournament is? Probably. <laughs> but K- Kenta and Naito will be fun. It's. They they're gonna try to out asshole each other and it'll it'll be it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Part of me just kind of actually wishes that they just did a giant A block and a giant B block, but this this is fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, I feel like you could have gone either way. Like you could have trimmed the fat and made this like real superstars, like super loaded, or just yeah, two giant blocks. And and then in the D block. This some is peaks a, and valleys here. Yeah, this is a. This is a, there's there's some a there's some a block potential in this block, but you got Osprey, Takagi, Rock Hard Juice Robinson, which is. I always feel factor. like Juice is is a guy that we're gonna be like, Ed Juice will be Juice, but the Juice always ends up having really good matches in G one. So I like that we get a bad guy Bullet Club Juice Robinson yeah, in this I tournament. Yeah, that turns out. Um. Yo- Yoshihashi, El Phantasmo, Yujiro Takahashi, the man who's going to be eating all the pins, and mm-hmm. David David Finlay, which yeah. you got to wonder if he's going to end up joining Bullet Club. Hmm. There are a lot of Bullet Club influences in here with him. Yeah. I've, I've heard such rumors. It's, it's just so strange, because with these, with these smaller offerings... Like how the uh, there if there's seven people, then the most you could get is fourteen points, or no, sorry, twelve points. There you go. So then a a respectable amount of wins is a a respectable amount is eight is re- eight is really respect. Well, we gotta we gotta trim it down from what it normally is. Eight is very respectable in a normal G1 climax. So let's say six is going to be very respectable. So we're probably going to be seeing a lot of fours and twos. Or a lot of fours. Probably a lot of fours. Probably a lot of fours. Interesting. Interesting stuff there. I uh, I assume that... Well, it looks like they have the uh, the bracket here set up. So we're going to have a semifinal between the winner of A block and the winner of B block and between the winner of C block and the winner of D block. I do like that. That's the best part about the the four blocks is we get a little t- little little baby tourney. Okay. So 
I'm looking I'm looking at A block and B block and we can we can kinda well, maybe we'll save oh, we'll save predictions for in we'll save predictions for the for the hot opener for mm. for for the G one complex. Give us some time to think about it too, because yeah, can't do it without names for brackets. It just doesn't feel right to declare winners for unnamed, unsponsored brackets. Now it's and by brackets I mean blockets. Re- really, I question its legality. Mm-hmm. So well, that's what I guess we could we could just say whatever we want because it'd be non-binding. Yeah. Mm, I'm thinking Lance Archer uh, beats. Uh, let's say. Hanare. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's say Mo. <laughs> El Phantasmo beats Lance Archer in the uh in the in the final. There you go. Damn. Terrific. Nailed it. Put a put a bow on that. <laughs> okay, well uh I think our our work's done here. We went uh we went really big today cuz Forbidden Door just had a lot to talk about. And you get a little preview. Man, we haven't done a super-sized show like this in a while. Holy mm-hmm. shit, it's almost 11 o'clock. All right, we got to get on up out of here. Um, any any final thoughts, Bonesaw? Just got to steal my body for the return of the G1. At least you get to go on vacation in the middle. Fortunately, my vacation comes before G1 Climax, so I'll be, I'll be rested and ready to go. I will be trying my best to keep up from a camper van in iceland i mean you you get you get a mid tournament break which is actually you know that's gonna be good for you that's good that's- that always hurts i feel like i lose i feel like i miss so much even when i miss like two nights which i always seem to miss two nights every every time well hey you and know like, if, if so you, much seems to happen if you only have to watch four matches a night you know maybe you'll maybe you'll catch something it's doable yeah it's that's uh yeah it's doable but uh We'll we'll be back for G one climax. The first night is uh July sixteenth, and then we'll say you know we usually watch the first two nights and then do a show. So sixteenth and seventeenth. So uh, we'll we'll see you on Tuesday the nineteenth. That yeah. yeah, that'll be that'll that'll be good. And I don't know how we're gonna. Uh, I don't know how we're going to divvy up uh, post-match comments, but I felt like it's a lot easier when you're doing half of the comments. So Yeah, yeah, no, I like that because it reminds me that I need to go and watch those because sometimes I forget. <laughs> yeah, I'll... Uh, not, not during G1. G1's a lot easier to, to yeah, I'll, stick with it. I'll, I'll, let you, I'll, I'll let you pick which blocks you want. I'll give, I'll give you a merciful thing. Oh, man, you... you there, Can't do that because I'm going to take Kenta and Zack Sabre Jr. first overall. Uh, that's easy. Yeah, I know. It's... <laughs> That that's obviously that's that is an easy pick. And, I, I'm, oh God! And you would take El Phantasmo. <laughs> I would just, I just probably. Assuming. I think I think we just got to we just got to roll the dice. I think. Oh we'll, God! We'll it's, randomly it's got sign these. Shingo and Osprey in in there too, and Juice Robinson. And oh. Juice got. I don't know what he's gonna say yet. I mean, I know Lance Archer's gonna say everyone dies. <laughs> Okada's gonna be given all the uh, end of the night ones, so yeah. he's gonna have to fast forward through a lot of that. I mean, Jay, you get Jay White and Jay White's and Tai Chi. Yeah, Ta- Tamatanga, Tamatanga can you know be surprising and yeah, Great Ocon's a trump card. So well, Chase, Chase Owens has his moments. I think it's only fair that one of us gets C and uh, C or D. <laughs> uh, yeah, can't have both. Yeah, can't can't have both. All right, you can have, you have C, C or D. Well, you you said you said C or you said we'll, C. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. 
All right, I'm your host, Daniel Salorzo. Boats all say goodnight to the lovely people. Good night.